Welcome to the Living a Naturally Healthy Life podcast with Delane ND, the podcast for people looking to correct chronic illnesses such as diabetes through lifestyle change. I'm Dr. Delane Vaughn. As a physician, I see many patients who are ill because of lifestyle decisions such as food choices. Typically, diseases such as diabetes are managed with pills or injections. This approach creates a vicious, expensive, and unhealthy cycle of medication and then more medication to address the negative side effects. As a physician, and a life coach, I work with clients to resolve their diseases, get off their medications, and live a naturally healthy life. If you don't like the healthcare system in America, I recommend you use less of it by being naturally healthy. So if you feel there has to be a better, more natural way to live a healthy life, you are in the right place. Hello, welcome to the Living a Naturally Healthy Life with Delane MD podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Delane Vaughn, and today we are going to talk about being out of control for those of you who are new to the podcast, I want to introduce myself. I'm a family practice doctor, a board-certified family practice doctor, as well as a certified life and weight coach. And I have a life coaching practice where I help type 2 diabetics reverse their type 2 diabetes and live that naturally healthy life that I feel is so important that everybody deserves. So um, this podcast is really dedicated to learning the skills, the techniques, and the mind management tools so that you can live naturally healthy and let go of the foods that are making you sick. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can see it's kind of a wild hair day. It's not Wednesday, but if it were Wednesday, it would be a wild hair Wednesday. I hope everybody's staying safe. COVID's kind of hit my house and it's kind of crazy up in here. I've been trying to get this podcast recorded for a day or so now, but we have I haven't been able to because I've been dealing with craziness at my house with COVID. So we're all feeling well, but we're getting tested and that's kind of a hassle. What a mess that is. This is the first time we've had to go through this. We've not been tested at all during the entire pandemic. So this is the first time that I felt like, oh, I think we've really been exposed. We probably do need to go get tested. So now we're all going to get tested, my husband and I, and then we have four kids that still live at home. So all of us getting tested. So it's kind of crazy. So for those of you out there living through the pandemic, like I've always been like, oh, the pandemic's not that bad. But like, if you're actually dealing with getting COVID, man, that's kind of a pain in the butt. So, you know, making sure that you're taking good care of yourself and uh, allowing for that self-care that we really need during these kind of times where there's maybe some extra stress going on. So, okay, let's talk about out of control because certainly lots of people feel very out of control with things like a pandemic, right? recognize lots of times we use the phrase, I was out of control, or I I, I ate out of control. I was just out of control when I ate. That really that comes from a feeling, true feeling of powerlessness, right? Like we feel powerless to whatever was going on. That's why we didn't have control. We didn't exhibit any power we had and we didn't have any control. Recognizing that for what it is, is really important. Many times when people hear me talk about this, I talk about a mystical monster, the mystical monster that comes down and throws the Snickers bars in my mouth. And recognizing that, of course, there is never any mystical monster that comes and throws the food in our mouth. We always make a decision to eat the things. And when we openly accept the decisions that we've made, I mean, initially we want to beat ourselves up over it. Like I should have made different decisions. I didn't do it right. I'm doing it wrong. Initially, that's what we want to do. But here's the deal. Let that judgment go. Because once you get past that judgment and you just are like, I made a choice. This is the choice I made. These are the results I got from the choice. I want different results. And you let go, I made a bad decisions, I got crappy results from it, and now I need to make different decisions, and that's so hard. You let go of all the judgment and everything that weighs weighs you down with that story that you have, with that narrative that you have in your head. You made a decision, you got these results, I want different results, 
probably need to make different decisions. That's really all it is. When you do that, you take back your power. No longer are you powerless. You have the power. You are empowered to go out and do the things. So I'm going to run you through some examples of how this looks, especially with the holiday season coming up, right? The holiday season is coming up. Halloween's already been. Christmas, Thanksgiving, New Year's, all of the big ones are coming up. For me, my birthday is also in the holiday season. And my son's birthday is also in the holiday season. It's like a big party all the time. And many, many times we decide to relinquish our control. Like, um, I hadn't, I couldn't control what was going to be at the party that I was going to. So how could I possibly know what I was going to eat? It wasn't my fault. I wasn't even in control. When we stop relinquishing that control, that's the first step to reaching all of our health goals. And that's really what I want to uh, share with everybody in this podcast. So versions of I'm out of control is um, the Halloween candy bowl, like Lots of times people will come to me and they'll be like, my husband brought the Halloween candy bowl into the house and I just couldn't control myself. I ate all the candy or Halloween candy at work. The Halloween candy bowl is out at work and I can't control it. I mean, I don't make all the rules at work, so I had to eat it because I couldn't control it. it was there. Or we had this in a group session. So if any of my current clients are listening, they will remember this from the group session. Somebody putting a treat on your desk, whether that be a Halloween candy or a cookie, a Christmas cookie or pumpkin bread or a box of chocolates, right? Like somebody puts a treat on your desk and they're doing it to be kind. Well, I had to eat it because I couldn't be rude. I mean, it wasn't in my control. I had to do it that way because I couldn't be rude. So recognizing that that of course makes you feel like you don't have any power in the story, right? I had to do it. I couldn't do anything else. I had to do it that way. People bringing foods in to the office, maybe that weren't on what you had planned to eat, right? So you go into the office and people having a holiday party and you forgot about it, or people are having a birthday party and you forgot about it. And suddenly there's food. And we'll dig into some of these a little more here in a minute. But another story version of this, I'm out of control. It wasn't my fault. I couldn't help it story is that people bring just random foods like donuts or, I mean, for me as a physician, drug reps would drop off food all the time into the office, into the uh, break room. And then there's just this plethora of food all the time. Right? So when we tell ourselves that we couldn't control it, it wasn't our fault. I feel so out of control. Then we feel like this powerlessness. We describe the feeling usually as I feel out of control, right? But if I'm looking at one word that describes this feeling, there's a number of different ones. Chaos always comes in too for me, but it's really powerlessness that comes from that. When we feel powerless, we do a lot of things. None of them are taking charge, are taking the control that we actually do have or exhibiting the control that we actually have. And I'm gonna go through the definitions of relinquish and exhibit because those two are almost opposites, which I would never have said if you, what is relinquish? What's the opposite of relinquish? I probably would have never given you exhibit, but I'm gonna go through the definitions and explain how, when we relinquish our control, what that really is happening, what's happening there versus exhibiting our control and what's happening there. When we have the story that, or the feeling that we're out of control or powerlessness, we usually are not taking charge of the results that we want in order to get the results we want. Typically we're doing all sorts of other things, right? Like we're eating the Halloween candy or we're eating the treats that were put on our desk, or we're eating the food that was brought in by somebody into the break room, or we're eating 
the drug rep food or the party food, or even like, even if we're not eating, we're also still not exhibiting our control. We're doing things like Netflixing and chilling, right? Or we're going to go shopping for clothes, or we're going to have maybe a glass of wine instead, right? Like we have control over all sorts of things, but then we are deciding to not exhibit that control and what we call buffer out with these other things, right? Sometimes we want to eat the things and we decide not to, but then we overeat other things. Like we nibble too much on fruit. And then a lot of the times, like we have this feeling of somebody brought this food into my presence and I didn't have control over it. And we feel powerless. And then our action is to just throw in the towel. Well, if I don't have any power over it anyway, I might as well just give up and eat all the things. And of course, the result that we get from that is that we don't exhibit the power that we actually have. Like, we don't, we have a lot of power and I'm going to go into that. We have a lot of power and we don't exhibit the power that we actually have. This is what happens when we tell ourselves that we're out of control in a situation. So there's a lot of control. We are always in control of how we eat and how we act. Like always, there's literally nobody shoving food in your mouth. There are plenty of things that we don't have control over. We don't have control over hurricanes. We don't have control over pandemics. We don't have control over election outcomes. And there are a few things that we cannot change in our lives, but our reaction to them is completely in our control. It's always in our control. So the good news is that our life is made up. Like what we experience as life is made up of our reactions to these events. It's really that simple. Like, so if you're having a negative, if you feel like your life is negative, it's your negative reaction to these events, right? Again, like I've been living through the pandemic for the last nine months also, right? I've been living through it, but it hasn't been that bad for me. Like my kids are at home and maybe sometimes they make me a little crazy, but for the most part, I kind of dig them being at home. I like having time with them and, you know, I have to wear a mask everywhere and it makes my face itch and I'm not in love with that. But like, I mean, in the end, that's not the worst of the things that I've gone through. So I can live with that too. Like, I don't make it be, this is the worst year ever. Like I'll hear people on Facebook be like, oh my God, it's the worst year ever. Screw 2020. And I'm like, yeah, it could be so much worse. Like it's not, I mean, like, it's not great. It's not the best year ever, but it's not the worst. And all of that is my experience. It's my reaction to this event that's happened in the world, this pandemic event that's happened in the world. It doesn't have to be your reaction, but recognizing that I'm in control of that. I'm always in control of that. It's truly that simple. So all of this goes back to the thought model, which is a tool and technique that I use to help my clients see their experience of the world and decide, is it serving them and getting them the results they want? And if it's not, let's fix it. So the thought model is made up of five parts. The first one is the circumstance. The second one is the thought that you have about the circumstance. The third part of it is the feelings that you have of the circumstance or the feelings that you have that are driven from your thought. You have a circumstance, you have thoughts about the circumstance, and then those thoughts drive feelings and those feelings drive your actions. And then your actions give you your results. It's really that simple. So hurricanes and pandemics and elections, those results are all circumstances. Like there is a hurricane currently, or there is a current pandemic. Like there is a disease out there that meets pandemic criteria. Okay. Or so, so so-and-so won the election. Like you can be talking about your uh, local elections or you can be talking about the national elections. But there is an outcome of that election 
that you can report, right? Like this was the outcome. So those are circumstances. Those are the seeds. The thoughts that come from that is there's a bad hurricane out there. It's really dangerous. There is an awful pandemic. It's made 2020 the worst year ever. There is this crappy person that we've just elected and everything's going to fall apart, right? Those are the thoughts that we're having. We report them frequently as circumstances, like they're facts, but that is never a fact. If it gives you a feeling from it, that's always a thought. A fact is just something that happens. There's no, like, there are hurricanes. There are pandemics. You can have a feeling that comes from there are hurricanes. Like if you lived through a hurricane and it was really scary, fear may come from the fact that there are hurricanes. But I'm scared of a hurricane is a thought that gives you that fear that's in between those two steps. And maybe we don't always appreciate it. That's okay. But there are circumstances and then there are thoughts about the circumstances. And then those thoughts give us our feelings. And then we act according to those feelings and that gives us our results. It's just how it works. So when you are having the thought that you're out of control, you will feel powerless. You will feel like you have no control. And when you feel unchecked or powerless, like there's no boundaries, you're going to feel chaotic. Like there's no bumpers. You're going to feel undisciplined. What I call a little wild and feral, like a feral cat, because you feel that way your actions will be some version of out of control and chaos. That's just the way it is. Hear that again. You will act in a way where you do not exhibit any of the control that you actually have. You will act in a way where you're relinquishing the control, right? So an example of this, see a circumstance is a hurricane and a thought can be, it's going to hit us here and there's nothing I can do about it. It's going to be awful. Your feeling will be powerless out of control, fearful, right? All of those things might be peppered in there, but your action is going to be to hide, to avoid, and not to do anything like to limit the destruction because there's nothing you can do about it anyway, right? That's how it works. That's how we act in those situations. Your result is that you actually don't do anything about it. Like there's nothing that you do. You don't exhibit the power you have. Pandemic, same thing, right? Pandemic's a circumstance. Thought everything about the pandemic is awful. Your feeling is powerless, hopeless, futile, however you want to look at it. Your action is to do things like eat your way through the pandemic. Remember, that's what the 19 of COVID-19 stands for, is how many pounds you gain during the pandemic. Um, Other things that people will do, um, they'll watch the news that show all of the awful things happening in the pandemic, all of the awful things about the pandemic it shows. They'll Netflix and chill instead of interacting with the people in their life or connecting with their people, their family virtually. And then of course, their experience of the pandemic is it's truly awful. And all of that comes because we will do things to produce evidence for that thought that we believe. The election is another great example, right? Like circumstance, there was an election in November of 2020. My The thought might be my candidate didn't get elected. This isn't what I wanted. It's not representing me. It's something bad is gonna happen to the country because of this person. You're feeling a lot of times it's hopelessness. Maybe it's frustration, disbelief, but definitely not empowered, right? There's still an element of powerlessness there. And then what do you do? You hide in a bag of Oreos or you bitch and moan about it, right? About who got elected and how horrible they are. You avoid and you hide. And your result is that nothing does change. And you don't do anything to make the situation better in the next four years. Because remember the flip side of that, like if your candidate didn't get elected, 
The flip side of that could be that you're out there getting active in your local politics so that you can make sure that nothing bad does happen or do your part to prevent anything bad from happening. You've done something with that versus what most of us do is sit and complain the whole time at home behind Facebook, you know, spouting off X, Y, and Z, and we don't really do anything. And that gives you the result that nothing changes, right? So certainly there are lots of things that we do not control, that we cannot control. Lots of things that happen in our experience of life. I don't get to control hurricanes. Just so you know, I have a lot of control in the world. Hurricanes are not one of them. I don't get to exhibit control over that, right? I don't get to control the outcomes of elections and I don't get to control pandemics. But I have an effect over the feeling of being out of control or powerless. I get to control that part. I don't have to feel powerless or chaotic or out of control or helpless or hopeless. I don't have to feel that way. That's all optional. Our life's experience is driven by these feelings. What we say our life is really is the foundation of what our life is comes from those feelings. And we get to control this. And this is why our life is totally always in our control. This is the best news ever. Despite not being able to control every circumstance in our life, our life is still always in our control. So the story that I'm out of control, it's always a story. It's not even true. It's a lie. Like you're always in control. So let's take it back to food. Because we will frequently tell ourselves that we're out of control with our eating. Like clients come to me all the time. I'm out of control of my eating. The Halloween bowl is here and I have to eat it. Or people are putting treats on my desk and I can't like not eat it. My husband, he brought me a candy bar. I have to eat it. People will bring you food that you didn't plan for. Boss's appreciation day, right? Like everybody brought all the food because they appreciate you as your boss and as their boss and you have to eat it. Or your husband sends you chocolates for a special occasion, an anniversary or Valentine's Day. Or they send you, you know, chocolate covered strawberries, even like something really reasonable. But it wasn't like, you're like, I wasn't really planning on eating that. And I don't really want to eat that. I'm choosing not to eat that. But a lot of times we tell ourselves that we have to eat it. Like, I'm a, I have to eat it. I have to choose to eat that. If not, I'm being rude. And that's the part that feels out of control. We immediately jump to, I don't have any control over this. I can't control what they bring here. I didn't tell them to send me this. I can't control what they do. So here's the deal. You're right there. You totally can't control what they do. And that's totally okay. But you certainly get to control what you put in your mouth. That's always under your control. So there's a ton of what I call gray area. There's a gray zone between I have no control and I have all the control. Like, I have control over every human being in my life and they can't bring me food in my life. Like there's, I guess there's some people out there that may have that. And then the other side of the coin is there's no control and it's not a coin. A coin is far too thin to truly represent what's going on here, right? I have no control, right? There is a huge swash of gray area between those two spaces. There's a huge zone of gray area between the I'm in all the control and I'm in no control. So what I encourage people to do is to start like investigating the gray zone. The reason that we tell ourselves that we're out of control and that I had to put all the things into my mouth, I had to eat all the things is because sometimes we don't want to be in control. Like we really want to eat the things. We really want to eat the tub of Halloween candy. We really want to eat the food that was brought for Boss's Appreciation Day. We really want to eat the strawberries, the chocolate-covered strawberries or the chocolates that your husband had delivered. We really want to eat those, right? That's a reality. We want those things. But recognize 
that you're always in control. Like it's always a choice you're making. You say it's out of control because then it's not our fault. Then we don't have to take responsibility for it, right? But here's the deal. Taking that responsibility is the first step to doing it differently, to getting different results. If it's not my fault that I ate all the things and it's not my fault that I ate the Halloween candy, it's not my fault that I ate the candy that they brought to my desk, then I don't have to do that. And here's the deal. Like once they bring the candy to your desk and you have that, then you also have the thought, well, I've already messed up. I'm just going to eat all the things. And we like to think that it's not our fault because I don't want to be rude or it's boss's appreciation day. And this is where we start to relinquish the responsibility. I'm going to go ahead and relinquish my choice in the matter because I don't want to be rude to somebody else. So again, there's this big gray zone between those two places. It's not black or white. It's the space between the black and the white. It's the space. Here's the deal. There's a lot of gray zone between the food that's on the break room table and what's in your stomach. There's a huge gray zone between there. There are a number of steps that have to happen between your desk and the break room for you to get the food and put it in your mouth. Probably, I mean, like I can think of at least three different things. I mean, like there are the number of steps you must walk. There is the getting up from your desk. There is the gritting something off the break room table. And then there is the popping it into your mouth, chewing it and swallowing it. All of those are part of the gray zone that you can make a decision that's different. There's probably 15 different steps between deciding to eat something that a friend brought you, like all the things that are brought in for a boss's appreciation day or all the things that your husband brings you home, right? Like, or getting to the Halloween candy, right? Like there are a ton of different steps between being at work and then going home and clearing a Halloween candy bowl, right? There's a ton of different steps between there, tons of area in the gray space for you to make a different decision. But recognize our brain drives us to make the bad decision because, of course, we're going to get this lovely dopamine rush from it and we're going to feel fabulous with it, right? So there are some, there are times that we're like, I don't want to exhibit that control. I don't want to have that control. I want to not have control because then I get to get the dopamine hit and taste all the things. But what I want to offer you is we have tons of control. Like there's every like step we have control. And we, if we can make ourselves believe that we have no control, then we can eat the things, get the dopamine hit. But in the same sense, that's a choice. Like we are making an active choice. The relinquishing of the control is the first problem and exhibiting the control is the fix of the problem, right? So when you think about what relinquish means, relinquish definition, the definition of relinquish is voluntarily ceasing to claim what's yours or giving up something. That's another way to look at it. Versus exhibiting, like when you exhibit you deliberately display a behavior. I love that word deliberate. Like we deliberately do it. Like intentionally we think about it and we're going to do it on purpose. When we're telling ourselves that we're out of control, we're giving up that control, we're relinquishing it. And there's no upside to that story. One, it's not true. And two, it literally makes us create more chaos in our life, more out of control feelings. So When we exhibit control though, we act deliberately and we get deliberate results and typically the results that we like. Relinquishing control is never the right answer. Exhibiting the control that's always ours is the right answer, right? So where do we go from here? So first, see where this story of I'm out of control is coming up for you because my suspicion is it's coming up in a lot of different places. Lots of times we find that the way we handle one situation is the way we handle a lot of situations even unrelated situations. So if you frequently feel out of control or powerless in 
food situation, see where maybe that feeling comes up in interpersonal relationships or maybe in your finances or maybe professionally. See if that feeling is coming up in other places in your life because it's likely not only showing up in your food choices. And then get curious about it. Where do I actually have control? Because there is a vast gray space between having 100% control and having 0% control. How far in the gray zone have you actually investigated in all of these other areas of your life, but not just all of these other areas of your life, also in your food? Maybe it's time to start investigating that gray zone. You can apply this to other areas of your life, but when it comes to your food, the thought that I really love to have for myself is I'm always in control, even when I don't want to be. There's nobody else I can give the control to. I can't pay somebody else to take this control from me. I am always in control, even when I don't want to be. So I love that. Try it on, see if it works for you. But this allows me, gives me the space to like, yeah, I want the food. I have the desire for the food. Like that's there, but it doesn't mean that I have to comply with the desire. I always have the choice. I always have the opportunity to make the decision that serves my goals that line aligns with my integrity. It leaves you an avenue to make a decision versus complying with the urge of the desire. So recognize that part of this is like the, the art, the skill of walking away from an instant gratification for your bigger goals. Cause that's really what it comes down to. And that's uncomfortable. And it's something that we're not practiced at, but remembering that we're always in control, even when we don't want to be Makes it a lot easier, at least for me. So try that, see how it goes. Any questions, you know, you can get a hold of me at Delane at DelaneMD.com. Check out um, Facebook, follow me on Facebook at DelaneMD, follow me on Instagram at DelaneMD. If you're interested in like really taking control of this part of your life, this is what I help people do. I work with successful people who have success in all these other areas of their life. They are professionally successful and they struggle to figure out why they can manage a multi-million dollar company, but they can't seem to manage their way around chocolate cake and reverse their diabetes. That's exactly what I help people do. If you're ready to take that step, again, send me a message at Delane at DelaneMD.com. We'll get you set up and we'll get you going. I hope you have a great week and I will talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe and share with your friends and family. Also leave me a review. If you want to resolve your diabetes naturally without any pills or injections, I can help you. Visit DelaneMD.com for more information. Click on the work with me tab, send me a message, and we can set up a mini coaching session. You guys have a great week. I'll talk to you soon.